What happens when you don't want to create the content you're creating anymore? We're going to tackle this in a big way today. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with VidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos and YouTube reach by studying titles, descriptions, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up, ladies? Welcome to another episode of the Women of Video Podcast. I'm so excited to be up in them earballs today to bring you this really crazy journey that our guest Lisa went on. I found Lisa while scrolling TikTok and she had this like montage photo voiceover like text situation happening and she talked about how she had been a lifestyle and fashion creator all through like the 2010s area and then she became a mom and she became a different kind of person and all this stuff changed. So who she was as a professional, who she was as a brand, who she was as a person entirely changed. And I was obsessed, like super fascinated. And I did something I've never done before, which is like reach out to someone in the TikTok DMs and she actually like almost immediately got back to me. And we kind of chit chat a little bit and I asked her to be on the podcast and she agreed and I'm so grateful that she did because this is something I am dealing with and so many other creators in this space I know are dealing with. Like, well, what do I do now? How do I do this? I'm a grown up. I don't want to keep talking about the same things over and over again. Like we had like a big thing like with Jessica Stansberry. She's like she like completely rebranded her channel. She is Hey Jessica now, and she is having contributors and she's a media company and she's funneling to her website, selling digital products and stuff. And she is like developing this whole different brand, this whole personal thing. I myself am working towards that as well. Like, I am building out the YouTube channel and creating tutorials still and like building up my digital products to talk about like how to use social media and how to do all these things so I can sell those things. And my plan is to launch a new YouTube channel where I'm telling stories. I haven't quite figured out like the um, like titles, thumbnail situation on it yet, like how I want to be effective, but your girl's gonna be telling stories from her life, her experiences, her situations. I've got, <laughs> it's gonna be a thing. I will, we'll do an episode on it. But what do we do? How do we be how do we have growth as creators when all these platforms want us in these boxes? That's what we're going to tackle. So let's just go dive into the episode. You are the first person I've ever been able to like DM on TikTok and get a response. So thank you for that, Lisa. I'm so You're grateful welcome. for this time together. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. It just kind of popped up and I think I, I had recognized your name. And so I was like, okay. I can answer this one. And it was fast too. You're like, do you want to be on my podcast? I was like, sure. <laughs> I, I really do come in hot. I'm very much like, hey, I like what you're doing. Do you want to come talk about it on my podcast? Like <laughs> if you talk to the guests, a lot of them are like, yeah, this just seemed to make a lot of sense. Cause they yeah. think that we all just want to talk and hang out because we don't get to do that as much as creators. So right, 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 right. All right. I always start my podcast with the same question. Why video? Why video? Why video? As um as what I create, you mean? 
Yeah, like why why is video important? Why is video matter to you? Why is video a medium you love? Um, I you know, honestly, I think it's just I think partly it's because this is where I started, right? I started on video and that's what I was, you know, that was my main thing. I didn't have a blog. I didn't I had like a Facebook page. I did have a Facebook page and I was making, you know, I started on YouTube. So it's just sort of where I'm comfortable and I continue to be comfortable. And I also think there's something to be said about, like, I think you can build a connection that you can't build with your following if they're not seeing you and like, you know, feeling you. And I think video makes that happen. Awesome. Okay. So tell us about what you create now, but okay. We need to get some context. So, so I found Lisa because she made this amazing TikTok video, which we will include in our show notes, which was like this like compilation of like the, her journey, how she started out as a content creator years ago and how she has pivoted and evolved and changed over these years. So what do you focus on creating now? But how did you get into all of this? So now it's, a, I, I focus on creating what's called conscious parenting. It's another name for gentle parenting, although there's slight difference, but not much. Um, and so that is what I, I primarily focus on. I think it just got to a point for me versus what I used to create, which was beauty and fashion content. So versus beauty and fashion content. And so now I create primarily, but I also do, I have, you know, I write about it on my blog has been scrubbed. It was beauty, fashion, and pop culture on my blog. You won't find that anymore. Um, and so across all of my platforms, it's all for the most part, conscious parenting or just parenting in general. And also a little bit of like my life as a mom and what I do with my kids um, and, and being neurodivergent to neurodivergent, you know, being a neurodivergent mom and having neurodivergent kids. So that's something that I talk about as well. Um, I just, I guess what got me here was really feeling, you know, I think is you just get to the place where you want what you put out to represent who you truly are. And I think for a long time, I, you know, beauty and fashion was safe and easy and I sort of was able to hide behind it. Um, but as you get older and you sort of learn to unmask, I got to the place where I'm like, I don't want to put anything out that's not real. Like, I don't want to go out, go and drive all the way into the city. I don't even live in the city. Drive to the city, get change in my car, put on high heels that I don't actually wear, get out of the car and, you know, pose and then get back. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to live that life. And it's just, it, it gets to the point where, first of all, it's not fun. <laughs> okay. Um, I did that so much. I mean, it would be, I remember doing it on like Christmas Eve and and you know various holidays and it'd be 30 degrees outside or even colder and i'm changing in the car and i'm like it, it just get it gets old and even yeah. though i was making a great living um with working with brands all the time um it just was not i guess emotionally fulfilling and i also felt like I have so much to say that is beyond, oh, this is my outfit. This is my lipstick. Come buy it. Um, and I just was sick of sort of, um, and I, I, 
and I'm careful here because I just felt like I, was, I, I won't speak about anybody else, but I felt like I have way more um, to share than, like I said, just lipstick and fashion. So this allows me to really step into being myself. Okay. There's so many pieces to unpack in there. And I want to start a little bit with like your beginning of your journey, like the positive part. So like, what is it that drove, like that inspired you to get started in fashion and beauty and like, where were you in your life when all of that was happening? So I had just gotten married. I hadn't had my first child yet. Um, I had just moved from New York back to the, you know, where I grew up in Massachusetts. And it's not like I didn't have like friends and whatever here. And I would spend a lot of time watching the YouTube girlies. And they inspired me. I was like, you know, they talked about things that I you know, at that time was like really getting into, I was really getting into drugstore makeup. That was like my niche. It was like drugs, everything drugstore. The fashion I was wearing was all like Target and Forever 21. And I was like, I'm going to show you how you can look great on a dime. And that was really, you know, what it was for me at the time. But honestly, part of the reason I did that was, so I had, I had graduated from Sarah Lawrence College with my MFA in writing. And when I first moved back, I was working on that novel. And um, to distract myself, I started looking at you know, YouTube videos and stuff like that. So it honestly was a distraction that I, I really fell into. And um, when, and, and just like, a, and I don't know if you're neurodivergent too, but we often have this, um, this way of, um, I, special interest like when something becomes your like special interest and that's that became my special interest mm -hmm. um I you just go all in like I I really went all in and I went all in in a way that a lot of my peers weren't even and I was like who you know from a business standpoint um you know figuring like I would google at the time I was like well how do you monetize a blog like none of my friends were really even thinking about that. Like they were thinking, or the, you know, other people that I knew in the industry, they were mostly, I mean, yes, everybody wants to make money, but it was at that time, everyone was more, more into it just like for free stuff. <laughs> but I really wanted to understand, like I taught myself search engine optimization and, and we're talking 2000, maybe 14 or 2015 at this time. So I just really, really went all in and it paid off eventually <laughs> so, okay so tell me about that. how did it pay off like what was the what were the goals you were able to accomplish as that kind of content creator so the goal at that time was to get brand recognition and like that was what made you feel like the work you did or do has value was the brands recognizing you mm -hmm. and so i got my first i had just quit my well i had it was a it was a temp I guess position and it ended so I had just ended my job and I didn't look to renew my contract or anything like that and um like literally I like it was like my last day and I, I got this opportunity to work for at the time there was this agency called Mode Media and they were just like the it of you know for the for the girls I think prior to being called mode they might have been called glam so this was the agency that really had all of a lot of the beauty and the fashion campaigns and so I had signed up for this agency I signed up for all the agencies like I just googled what were the agencies you could sign up for and I was in every single one I was not kidding you so just as I left the job I got hired by mode and they were flying me out to LA 
and I was like, oh my God, mama, I made it. <laughs> so I did this. Oh my God. I'm, I, if I look back on it now, I'm like, oh my God, I was such a mess. But they flew I think, me out. Okay, I think we can all define our 20s in that exact way. Like, oh it my God, just, what are they doing? It was such a It was just a I mean, first of all, I was, I was a disaster, but I'm also, when, I, when I'm thinking about I was a mess, I'm thinking about just like, because they, they flew me out to LA to film this video. And I got, I'm like, now I want to find it to film this video of me um, like making, like it was, it was, Mode used to do these weird like ad, not weird, but ads on like YouTube. And um, it was a Walmart campaign, I believe. Um, and did not pay much. Like it was, I was paid very like to match, to be flying all the way to Los Angeles. Anyway, it wasn't, I wasn't paid much, but I was paid, you know, like it was, it was something. So I think for me, that was like a sign that I was on the right, you know, on the right path was getting this, this initial opportunity. And so that was one of my first paid um, opportunities that wasn't like an affiliate program that um and then it just felt like okay i'm i'm in the right place okay look i'm really sorry to interrupt but did you know that youtube is the world's second biggest search engine maybe you did maybe you didn't but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really wanna dive in more and get started for free, please head over to thewomenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to it. So what was the pivot point for you? What was the point where you were like, uh, I can't, like what led to this? Like, I can't, like, I can't do this anymore. This is not who I am or, or who I want to be or any of that stuff. So, I mean, it, it it's kind of a lot. Listen, this is deep now. <laughs> it was That's how it I was, do it here. <laughs> it, it was, so it was a few things to be honest. So one is, um, you know, I had, I had been working for a beauty brand and I was working as their influencer marketing manager. So I was hiring the influencers, sourcing the influence, doing the whole thing, all of it, all of it, all of it for about two and a half years. And it was just a, um, you know, a nightmare, not the, not the functions of the job, but just who I worked for the environment, the lack of support. I didn't get a vacation. I couldn't take sick dates. I mean, it was just two and a half years of just, just a horror show. So I leave the job. And as I leave the job, well, fat will actually pause. Cause it all sort of happened in the same year. Okay. So during, during the pandemic is when I discovered conscious parenting period. And so I had started implementing it in my life. And with my son, and I felt like this fear about, I, you know, I had considered, because I did share my kids even then, I did consider bringing it onto my platform, but I was scared. I was like, I don't want parents to feel judged. I don't want to, you know, I was scared it would affect my brand. And how would I, you know, how do you fuse the two? Like, it just didn't really make sense to me. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I was continuing on. And then I posted it might have been around may of 2021 i did post a video in which and it went viral it was a video in which i'm apologizing to my son right um and it's not 
I'm not actually apologizing to him um, where you can hear me having this private conversation. It was a, it was um, like I had B, you know, it was like B-roll, just similar to what you watched on um, YouTube. But anyway, so it doesn't matter how I filmed it. Sorry, I, I get really technical, but I filmed this video where in wherein I talked about conscious parenting, apologizing to my son and all of that. And it was set to like really, you know, <laughs> sentimental music and it went viral. And it showed me that there was clearly an interest in this sort of content. And I got, I gained a lot of followers on mm. Facebook and it was like all the moms are on Facebook. <laughs> you want to find the moms? They're on Facebook. Okay. And so the mo mom started following me and I started to feel kind of silly, like going from talking about parenting and all this sort of cerebral and like meant it, 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 all of that stuff. So I started to feel silly. Like I didn't see how I could, you know, do 30 days of fashion, which I, th I was in the middle of this 30 days of fashion thing <laughs> and when I posted this. And so it just didn't really make sense. And then the following month or two is when I left um that position and i went like i literally like immediately went into therapy because i wanted to i i had a question about myself like you were miserable for two and a half years at a hor in a horrible working environment um like your boss you know um was a toxic person uh -huh. and who would do really harmful things and say really harmful things so i couldn't understand given my education and my work ethic why would i stay in a, in a situation like that right like, what does that say about me and so i i went into um so i started therapy so okay. while i'm in, while i'm in therapy and i'm and i'm thinking i'm gonna go in there and just talk a little bit about how you know <laughs> my childhood and but not like I really didn't think it was going to get as deep as it did I don't know why but it yeah. got really deep and I and I really started to uncover some things um I did EMDR therapy okay which is um a form of trauma therapy it's I I e I movement or something something it's some I don't even know what the acronym stands for at this at this particular moment but it's a form of trauma therapy that light behind me is like driving me insane anyway <laughs> i want to like it's cover fine. it because i'm like Ugh. okay i promise we are good like i'm here for your words your words are going okay so i had started um i had started trauma therapy and did emdr therapy and i was doing obviously not obviously but also with it cognitive behavioral therapy and just really uncovered why i am the way that i am um and I, I learned how the way you are parented really does set the stage for your entire life, right? Mm -hmm. And it really woke me up to having to one, I had already started the conscious parenting journey, but now it, now I was serious about it. Now it was going to take, not only take over, because when you do conscious, the whole idea of being a conscious parent, I'll just say this, is we're just really being aware of yourself, your triggers and not degrading your child. And so in, in conversation, when it comes to discipline and connecting with your child, like making sure that the, that connection and maintaining that connection is at the core of your relationship. That's, that's it. Sorry, it's so interesting gonna... when you, when you're saying conscious parenting, like, honestly, like when, when you hear the way you defined it, like 
wasn't that what all parenting is supposed to be? Exactly. But it's not. It's not. But like, I, I totally get it. Because I, my family, we are on this journey. So I, I have so many points and things about this. Okay. So first of all, your journey is so incredible. And I love that, like, I, I think the biggest lesson out of like what you've talked about with happening is like, we as people, especially we as women, we change and our lives change. Who we are five to 10 years at a time is different. Like who I was at 28 is different than who I was at like 23. Like who I was at 18, like I'm 38 now. And like 10 years ago, I was like pregnant and about, and like we were going into military life and I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I was trying to, we were trying to figure out what to do. Like, like so many things about our lives change and, and things. And so it's okay to change. I feel like yeah. that is the most important thing. Like if like, this is like, like if you needed permission, this is us giving it to you. It's okay to change. Right. And, and to change who you are and to grow. And in fact, we expect you to like, you need to grow because it's part of like life. It's the journey. If you are the same person, you always are like, that's, 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 that's a bad move. That's a bad look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I sometimes look at some of my colleagues or peers who are still doing it and it's, you know, I was like, I don't know how you're still doing it in the same way we were doing it, you know, eight years ago. I don't know, but okay. Yeah. Um, it's so, it's yeah. so many things, right? Even like women of video, like women of video used to be women of YouTube. Like yeah. even like the video creation world's changed. Oh, it's like a whole thing now. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't like I don't think like people could even be surprised like if we were like we became women of like content creation like like there's there's so many pieces we're not going to be we're gonna say women of video for the foreseeable future but like like it's just one of those things that's like it's okay to change and it's okay and, and we grow it and it's expected and yeah. even like and even like kind of like what we're talking about too so like it's in this conversation about parenting like it's even like breaking generational traumas breaking societal things and things that we grew up like i'm an elder millennial i grew up in a i'm an elder millennial in my family that i grew up in. i call myself a geriatric millennial that's <laughs> which pisses people off they're like why are you calling i'm like because i think it's funny it is why funny you laugh obviously i'm not a geriatric i am person. a literal gray-haired millennial like I mean, we got have a, you know i've got some little bit on my you know the hairline here but it's still funny to me i'm like oh right. i'm a because that's what we got in front of yourself. I, I mean, the labels in general are kind of funny, but yeah, they are. Like, you can't it, take but it's seriously. like, I grew, I grew up a Marine Corps kid too. And my parents were like that weird border boomer, like, I guess you could like boomer boomer Xers, like they're born in 65. Right. So it's just like, it's this whole thing. It's like, I grew up in a really strict home. I grew up with a lot of expectations. I grew up with a lot of like, it was a lot of bad moves, right? It was like, I'm not, we're not here to talk about that stuff, but it wasn't great. And so now, and my husband grew up very similar to me and, but from like, but also with us speaking from a Hispanic family and we have been working so hard with our kids. Like we had seen ourselves and our kids were literally doing things that our parents had done to us. And we would like cry and we would struggle. And we're like, I, I don't want to do that. Like that, everything yeah. about that feels wrong. And so it was just so much thoughtful, intentional, like changes to things. And it's so interesting with this extra layer of it that you had mentioned about being a neurodivergent parent, raising neurodivergent kids. I am neurotypical and my husband and my kids are neurodivergent. Oh. 
neurodivergent people because my husband's also neurodivergent so it makes sense that we you know what I mean because I was like I don't think I would have ever worked out we're drawn we're, we're I think it's that opposites attract like okay. we complement each other with what it's so like let's so on this track of like this neurodivergent parenting I had a moment in in March of this year where I just like I'm like I cannot emotionally parent my children anymore because yeah. I am trying to go at it in the way that my brain processes things. I don't understand how my husband and my children process things. And I would be doing damage to my kids and like what my and, and undoing the work my husband had been doing with them. Because my husband is a disabled veteran. He's been doing a lot of therapy. He's been working on himself. He's dealing, he's conquering his traumas. And so he's doing all this really great work. He's doing all this stuff. And it's like, and so he's being armed with the tools and the information and the skills to like deal with that. I'm like, I yeah. don't have that. I have, so there are a lot of times where I just step back and I did take his lead. I do what he says. I, it's not like I like go scroll TikTok while he parents. Like that's not what that means. But it's like, I just step back and I let him lead and I support in the way that I can. And a lot of times it's just things like the kids are stressed and they're having a thick conversation and I, they just need a hug. And so I just hug my kids or, yeah. or, um, you know, like they've had a really intense conversation with that. And so now they just need like relief and fun. And so that's what I can step in and do like, let's go snuggle. Let's go cook, bake something. Like I can yeah. step in and fill in those kinds of voids rather than like stressing all of us out because I can't figure out how to talk to them and just be like trying to press and force. So when it, it's like, but where I succeed is where they all fail. Like, we always have appointments scheduled. We always have our bills paid. We always have things. Yeah. Like everyone always has what they need for school and yeah. teacher conferences. I run the calendar. Like I, I, I man, I man it. I'm like momager, right? I, I'm, yeah. I'm momager in the life to make it happen the way that it is. These are things you can't learn about yourself unless you're growing and figuring out how things happen and, and how you function in the space. But there's also a great deal that I get from content creators like you who teach me like being able to that's what I love is it's a stark difference between like what TikTok offers and what YouTube offers is YouTube. I have to go find content. TikTok. It finds me. Yeah. Like you, like you found me. The algorithm of TikTok brought you to me. <laughs> and it was because like you were explaining two things that were a big part of my life and in, in my moment right now, which is what do I do next? Like as a content creator, like how do I change in a way that makes sense. And two, what does neurodivergence family looks like, right? And so that's how it is. And like, it's amazing how it knows these things about us, but we're able to still like thrive and succeed in them. As long as we are able to take in information, process, mm -hmm. discuss, and take action on it. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like I became like a, a, a neurotypical master mom overnight or a neurodivergent like support system like overnight. It's not of that, but it's time. Just yeah. like- what we're doing as creators takes time. Yeah. Yeah. So many things. So many things. So many things. So sorry to interrupt our episode. I know we're getting really into it, but are you looking for a powerful, easy to use tool that can help you take your video to the next level? If so, I've got just the tool for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one solution for all of your content creation needs. With Adobe Express, you can easily create stunning videos, design eye-catching thumbnails, clip and trim your videos with ease, and schedule your content for social media. 
One of the standout features of Adobe Express is the range of thumbnail templates that are available. With dozens of customizable templates to choose from, you can create thumbnails that are both visually appealing, informative, and help your videos stand out on that crowded home feed of YouTube. And when it comes to video clipping, it makes it so much easier to repurpose your content from those long form videos to all of the other vertical video platforms. And you can easily share them with the scheduling tool within Adobe Express. So if you're ready to take your content creation to the next level, head over to Adobe Express and start your free trial today. You can find the link to get signed up for today over in our show notes at womenofvideo.com. And remember, Adobe Express is the perfect tool for taking your content to the next episode. All right, back to the episode. <laughs> okay, so you had this whole brand going, and in one way, you have pivoted. Before we dive into the business of this, I really would like to know how you made, like, what was, like, the logistical changes? Like, how does changing one's brand online work? How does it, what does it look like? So it started with changing my Instagram handle. <laughs> so it started from changing, changing my Instagram handle. Okay. Um, no, I actually backtrack. I just started sharing the content to see if I like just, I, I honestly, I just started sharing the content and I started sharing it more and more and more. Okay. And the more I shared of this kind of content, the less I felt inclined to share the other kind of content. And okay. um, I was still getting a ton of like brand deals for beauty and lifestyle and things like that. And so I was, I was doing them, but I was not really feeling it from like an energy standpoint. I'm like, this is just not even remotely fun. Um, I'm not feeling um, drawn to it. I don't feel you know, I just was different. I was a different okay. person and I couldn't. And I think part of the thing is, is I didn't grow up knowing that I was neurodivergent. There's this whole process of unmasking that you go through because I remember the, the video that I had done about apologizing, apologizing to my son. And again, I didn't know he was neurodivergent in the t at, at this time either. So honestly, this conscious parenting journey li literally led me to a lot of discoveries about myself, my husband, all of us kind of were like, oh, wait, this is why we are the way we are. And so in that video, I had um, I had like got mad at my son um, for not cleaning up his toys and for, for being distracted, whatever. And so I had like a, a night, you know, a rate, like an episode of just being so enraged and I threw all his crap away, which I what my mother would have done which is like not a good thing. So the next day I'm, I'm taking everything out of the trash and I'm apologizing to him. But okay. the reason, the reason all, you know, he was behaving the way he was is it wasn't personal. It turns out he's got ADHD. He's got, you know, he's autistic. It's all these things. And so just sort of learning, you know, about him. And so with so much stuff going on, learning about myself, learning that he is, a so I'm, I'm mad at him about not cleaning up his stuff. And like, he's a mirror. Like he literally is me, is a mini version of me. And I'm mad about it. Like, I didn't know that he was a mini version of me at the time. But as again, as like sort of this consciousness comes about, you start seeing things, you start seeing him. And I, I started to finally realize that prior to, making this switch and and you know i talk about it because it's it's everything it's mental health it's all that prior to that 
I had really sort of just been parenting by default. You talk about being intentional. I really wasn't that intentional. Like I really didn't think intentionally about generations of heart. Like I knew I didn't want to be the spanking mom and I wanted to be nicer than maybe my parents were, right? That is as far as I thought about be, what it means to be a parent. My husband didn't grow up getting spanked or anything like that. So he was never going to go that route anyway. Um, but he definitely had like a threatening vibe about him. If you don't do what I'm saying or I'm telling you to do, I'm going to, you know, you know, um, intimidate you, right? Yeah. what we do as parents. And so all of that sort of was like, was taken off the table once we all discovered all of our, um, you know, you know, the way our, our, our brains are different from neurotypicals. And so it's actually made a, a world of difference. I don't even remember what the original question was. Now I'm like trailing off. <laughs> we um, had talked about, the question was, is like, how does one transition from so as a I'm brand learning, online? So all, learning all these things in the background, again, learning all these things in the background, going through all these things, getting my son's um, uh, neuropsych evals, getting my own, getting my, doing my EMDR, doing all of these things in real life and then going to social media and posting something that's very different felt dishonest to me. It felt also contrary to this whole journey that I'm on about unmasking and understanding, really truly understanding who I am and all the ways in which I, I hid who I was because I was afraid people wouldn't like me and this, that, and the third. And so I, I just gradually started to unmask both in real life and also on social media. Mm, okay. So I started sharing more and more conscious parenting content. So finally I did change my name. I changed my URL and I just made an announcement on Facebook, Instagram or wherever. And I'm like, listen, I'm, I love it that you're here. You've been with me so far um appreciate you but we're gonna pivot and this is really more what we're gonna talk about and every once in a while i'll do like a get ready with me or whatever video but it's definitely not the core of the content that i share okay i love Sorry. how it just was this idea that's like this is what we're doing now from like a back end like analytics -y kind of place like how long did it take to correct if in it ever did <laughs> in terms of like if I lost followers or like, like your reach, like how did it affect your reach? So it actually got audience, better. Everything, oh, got, okay. everything grew. Like every every single platform grew. I think in 2021, I might've had 40,000 followers on Instagram. It's at 120,000 now on Facebook. It might've been about 90 K it's almost at 200 K now. So, and TikTok, I probably had 500 followers. It's at 40K now. So everything in the last couple of years has grown in terms of reach, in terms of, um, you know, uh, just follow. Everything has grown from that perspective. Okay. I love. I and now love, we're going to talk about business, I bet. <laughs> no, we got, well, like that's a transition, like. Your girl's a money first creator. Like I got into well, I gotta keep it up. I needed money. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. And so I want to understand, like, you know, how has your business evolved? So again, like let's go back to the, the beginning. What was the business you had built as a fashion lifestyle beauty blogger? So really I was I had I had created just my brand and I had it. So I kept thinking the whole time I'm doing this, I'm, I'm in complete awareness that 
you're going to have to sell something of your own. Like there's, you're going to have to build this out beyond, you cannot rely, although I know tons of creators do, you cannot rely on brand partnerships alone. You're going to have to, you know, pull something. But I could not under the whole, you know, in the realm of conscious of in the realm of beauty and fashion, because I did also backtrack. So one of the things I used to do also, but I had stopped doing it once I, once I started working for that beauty brand is I used to coach. I used to, you know, you know, coach other influencers who wanted to be beauty and fashion bloggers and stuff like that. So I did have like a little coach. I had a website. I feel like the website might even still be up. Um, and so I would coach parents. I mean, not parents. I would coach, um, you know, would be influencers or influencers who were, were just building their brands and just starting. So that was sort of what I did. You know, mm. I, um, I had my web, I had my blog, I would, you know, kept that active and I was monetized through an ad network called media vine, um, which is like the, one of the premier ad networks you want to get on because you're, you're reaching. Cause I, you know, you have to get at least a minimum of 50 K views a month in order to be on media vine. And at one point I was, I was hitting, um, like 500,000, 600,000. One month I had like a million hits to my blog that month. So I had really sort of figured out like how to make money as like a blogger or influencer. And I wasn't, you know, everyone felt like you had to have like, you know, 300,000 followers on Instagram, da, da, da. And I was like, I didn't even have those numbers, but I was still steadily getting brand partnerships and working. And I was just like, I was on it. Okay. So what then do you do now? What's the brand so, business building that's happening now? So the brand business building is happening now is as a, is as a parenting coach. I truly have found far more um, fulfillment mm -hmm. in this, in this uh, area of like business than I, than I did previously where I was, you know, just, money, 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 money. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, again, I don't want to portray anything that isn't truly who I am. Okay. And, and I feel in, in, in what, as a beauty and fashion blogger, I can only speak for myself as a beauty and fashion blogger or a lifestyle creator. Um, there was a lot of smoke and mirrors and I just felt like I couldn't, I could not keep it up. There comes a point and, and you'll even, I mean, you, I don't know if you've heard of it, neurodivergent burnout. I was burnt out. I could not continue to do that content. I didn't feel right about it. And so I was willing to take whatever pay cut was going to happen and did happen in order to see this out. And so Right now, it's, fu it's funny you mentioned this is because I just linked up with the business coach who I'm going to start working with in November. Because now, I, I don't want to say beauty and fashion blogging was easy, but it really kind of just like I just stuck with it. And within a couple of years, I was steadily making money, right? And so this, however, really does need to be carved out as a business. So the, the goal for me is... So one, <laughs> I, I did get, um, I was, re uh, a literary agent reached out to me. Um, and so we're moving forward with a book proposal. And so that is something that is sort of 
just a full circle moment for me because I do have a master of fine arts in writing. That is what I, that's what my background is in. And she actually went to the same school I went to. So, and it just was a fluke. And she just found me as a mom on Instagram. And she was like, she just slid into my DMs like you. And, and here's the thing on Instagram, I have an auto responder because people slide into my DMs all the time looking for parenting advice and your girl does not have free time. And so I have an autoresponder to kind of get people to leave me alone and for God, no, listen, I just got to keep it a hundred. Like I can't do a, a parenting consultation for you in my DMs. I, I, I can't, so, <laughs> but she slides in anyway. She gets behind the, you know, the paywall, if you will. And she, um, and we just, we connect and whatever. And so I just got that con. Well, she sent the preliminary contract for me to review and approve. And then, you know, I, we, we've been in communication. So the hope is obviously to get to, to, to have this proposal picked up and us have a book on, you know, a, an actual physical book. And so there's, I'm working on the book. I'll be working on the book, Mommy, but then yes. Already. Do you want to clean it off? Yes. Okay. And so there's that. I do have an ebook that I've already written and published and that's, that's been out for about a year. And so people can buy that. People can buy parenting coaching sessions with me, but I really think the course that I'm coming out with is going to be really, it's going to answer really all of their questions. And if they want to, after, you know, going, getting the ebook, going through the course, they want to connect with me, they can do that. I, um, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm starting in November. I, I, I sit down with this business coach and we talk about all the other ways we can kind of bring this about because it's very different from just being a beauty and fashion creator, because really there it's all about just selling these products, <laughs> other people's products for the most part. Uh-huh. And you, you're fine and brands will love you. And, you know, you just take a really pretty pictures and it's, there really is like a pretty, I, I, again, it's not easy, but there's a pretty straight Buddy, give it back to him. I can pause. Go ahead. Right. Three, two, one. Okay. So, 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 in this, so in this arena, really, this in this arena, really, the ways in which you sort of build this out as a business is, you know, speaking engagements, uh, courses, consulting, and of course, having whatever products you you want to have out. Yeah. Let me let me let me stop then. Oh no problem. So three, so, sorry. Two, one. <laughs> so in this, so in this arena as like a, you know, as a coach or sort of more of a personal, not a, not a personal brand, but as a coach, you know, the really, the it's, it's pretty much the same formula. Everyone sort of follows. You have courses, you have maybe even small group parenting coaches, coaching that you might do. Um, so right now it's going to be my course, which I'm working on. I, I did, I did, I hired a consultant to help me guide me through that process. So we are doing the course where, um, that's going to be the next product that I'm rolling out because truly I can't really depend on any sort of brand partnerships at this point. Mm-hmm. They just don't, they don't come in at all. Like I never had to pitch before ever. <laughs> and, um, that is something that, you know, if you are going to pivot, and you're going to move away from sort of consumerism being a big part of your brand, then you are going to have to sort of really buckle down and build out a business where it's your own products that you're, that you're selling or putting out. Okay. 
I I love this how even like how you're making money has tra- is transitioning yeah, into a way that sure. makes sense. Like again, as audience grows, it makes like how we consume our content changes and stuff. Like I know for me, since having kids, like my brain doesn't understand how to read a book, but I listen to books like avidly, yeah. like one and a half speed. I I just cruise through them. Um, so that's just amazing. One of the reasons that I really wanted to do this episode with you, like you came into my feed at the perfect time. I had just come back from Vid Summit and VidCon, and it was the the theme I kept having over and over and over again. These conversations I kept having with so many creators, it was like, "What's next?" Like I'm calling this like we were in the "What's Next" era, um, because we've all been creating for so long. We're stuck. Like the algorithms do not want us to do anything new. It's hard to figure out like where we trains and trains and transition. What advice do you have for the content creators that are trying to figure out like what to do next, how to evolve as a brand and like take the next step in their content creator journey? So firstly, I think your passion needs to just, you need, you need to follow your passion. I -hmm. couldn't tell you what to do next because I was asking myself those questions as well until it sort of all kind of happened organically. So I would say that just follow whatever it is you're passionate about and let that be your guide, but also really be strategic and about how you do it. I'm, I, I, if I, if I had to do it all over again, I think I would have been a little bit more strategic from the onset, but I didn't really know where it was going to go, whatever. So I'm two years into it now. And now is when I'm finally feeling like, okay, it's time to, time to move through this. Um, and I am, I am going to be hosting sort of like a mom's retreat thing towards the, um, in the middle of next year as well. Um, and I've done those. I did do that before under my other, as a blogger, I did, I did it. And it was just, I did it in like three weeks. It was crazy, (laughs) but it worked out. Um, and so I really do think strategy is important. So if you can sit down with somebody who is, you know, marketing and strategy, is there a thing? Because we think it's our thing because we're content creators, but it's not, it may not necessarily be our thing. Like, again, I, like I said, I was, I was good at it. I think as a beauty fashion lifestyle creator, but when you're really having to put yourself at the forefront in this way and convince people not to buy these jeans, but to buy your book or your course or your, you know, it's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. more personal to me, you know, like if you don't buy a pair of jeans that I'm telling you, you know, this, you know, let's say uh, free people hired me for a campaign and I've got these jeans on and nobody buys. Like, I don't love that, you know, but it also is not like personal to me. Whereas when you're, when you're doing a brand like this, it's, and it's your own blood, sweat and tears that went into literally that and went into the creation of whatever it is. It's, it's personal. So you want it to be, you want it to do well. And so I do think having some support in terms of, you know, it could be a friend, but somebody who knows how to really market, um, mm-hmm. because it's not, it's, it's, I will say it's definitely a, a different, a whole different, um, I guess, beast. All right. I think that's fantastic advice for us to like wrap up our conversation and, yeah. and, and like take us out. So where can we find you, follow you, support you on the interwebs? So I, so speaking of which I will say this is that I do have some newer content that's going to be rolling out um, over the next few months, but I am also taking somewhat of a, 
like my husband's taking over my social media accounts and he's going to be, he's going to be posting a lot of the content for me so that mm-hmm. I can be behind the scenes working with this coach, completing this course. Um, and so you can find me, I'm writing for an online publication also called Madame Noir. So I'm gonna, I have like a, a, a parenting column there that I haven't started yet, but I did sign the contract. So we are moving forward with that. So that'll be a pretty um, significant or big thing for me. So you can read my articles there. You can read me at consciouslylisa.com. You can find me at consciouslylisa.com. And honestly, Consciously Lisa, pretty much on every social media platform is, is um, how you'll find me. That's my handle. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time, your story, like sharing this crazy journey that you've been on. That's I think where a lot of us are and like knowing that someone has done it, I think is so reassuring and just thank you for that. You and everyone listening are possibly amazing until next time. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. 